Greetings to you all, and welcome to this episode of the From Sunday to Sunday podcast, a ministry of Rock of Hope Church and Pastor Aaron, designed to help the listener apply the scriptures in a meaningful, concrete, practical way. The basis for the content of each episode comes from the weekly preaching passage at Rock of Hope Church and the associated psalm used for the congregational reading, which for the week of April 25th were Genesis chapters 48 and 50 and Psalm 63. Therefore, the listener might find it helpful to pause the podcast at this point and read these passages before continuing. The title for this week's episode is Faithful to the End. May we be a people who endure in faithfulness to the end, even as God himself is faithful to the end. Let's pray together toward that end. Faithful God, we bow before you, humbled by your glory. In your faithfulness, we see your glory. Your faithfulness to your word and purposes sets you apart from creation. Your faithfulness provides us a stable foundation to persevere, and in this we rejoice. We rejoice that in you we have a firm foundation for all of life. In your faithfulness, may we find our own faithfulness. Help us to see the value of our inheritance in eternity in the new creation. Help us to see the value of faithfulness and what we gain through faithful endurance. And may we intently look for opportunities to encourage one another until the return of our Lord. Amen. Well, faithfulness is hard work. In fact, I would call faithfulness the most difficult human endeavor in existence. Every step of the way along the path of faithfulness, we are hounded by temptations to give in to ease. And ease always comes easier than toil. Putting down the shovel is easier than picking up the shovel. Faithfulness in the kingdom, faithfulness in any righteous speech and conduct, faithfulness in any profitable endeavor proves more difficult than the alternative ease. And consider all the various possible roles and purposes that require faithfulness, relationships, vocations, various endeavors in life, salvation. In each one, ease comes easier than faithfulness. Ease in a relationship might mean apathy or adultery. Ease in a vocation might mean laziness and the loss of income. Ease in salvation might mean neglecting righteousness or forsaking the church. Due to the nature of faithfulness, we all need constant encouragement. Even the best, most highly motivated athlete utilizes many different sources of encouragement. It's not uncommon to see an athlete before a game or even a practice listening to some music on their headphones that hypes them up. And every athlete relies on coaches and trainers, people who help guide their training and organize the participation of the team. But more importantly, these coaches and trainers serve to keep the athlete motivated and encouraged so that they continue in faithfulness to their goal. The scriptures are replete with calls for God's people to encourage one another. And one particular example comes from Hebrews. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not neglecting to meet together, or forsaking the assembling together, as some versions have it, as is the habit of some, but rather encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now the focal point of this verse is not the warning against neglecting or forsaking Christian fellowship, but rather the emphasis on what Christians ought to carry out as they continue to participate in the fellowship, namely the encouragement of one another. And obviously if one forsakes the fellowship, 
And the idea here is that a person forsakes the fellowship of their own accord and desires. Then they have forsaken the desire to be encouraged and keep others encouraged. Simply, they gave up. They threw in the towel. But the Christian life requires encouragement all the way until the very day of the return of Christ. The phrase of this verse seems to imply that the temptation to give in will grow stronger even as the day of Christ draws near. I think this coincides with the patterns of life. Consider perhaps the notion of senioritis. Kids in high school often start their journey excited, but by the time the spring semester of their senior year arrives, they just want to give in and stop showing up and doing homework. I'm three years into a doctoral degree with about six months of work remaining, and I can attest that the desire to give in to ease is far stronger now than in previous semesters. Senioritis is most definitely a thing. And one of the primary, if not the primary, means to our encouragement comes by way of our valuation of the result of faithfulness. Now, if we have no regard for the results of faithfulness, then giving up will be an easy choice. If a person does not value the joys of a monogamous marriage, then why would they live in a monogamous marriage? If one does not value the harvest of a garden that comes from the toil of the shovel, then why would a person put in the toil of the shovel to create this garden? If one does not value the gain of physical exercise, then why would one work hard to reap the benefits of physical exercise? If we want to persevere in faithfulness, we need to value the result of faithfulness. In the Christian life, we need to value the reward that comes to those who remain faithful to the Lord to the end. The saints of old understood the value of faithfulness. Though they knew not the day, they believed that one day the Lord would return all of his people all the descendants of the covenant God made through Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to the land of promise, to the land of milk and honey, of glory and prosperity. And because they understood the value of the future fulfillment of God's promises, they acted in accordance with God's promises, looking rather to inherit the land than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of the sinful life or follow their own path. They acted as though their future reward in the land would be a magnificent reward indeed. The writer of Hebrews records their perspective on the future reward of faithfulness. Hebrews 11.10 says, Abraham was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Verse 26 says, Moses considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. And Hebrews 11 also mentions other righteous people such as Abel, Noah, Enoch, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Rahab, Gideon, uh, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets among other righteous people. And states that all these looked to the same reward. In verses 13 through 16, he says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desired a better country, that is, a heavenly one. And then verse 39 and 40, And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. All these listed considered the reward of faithfulness, that is a better country, a promised land, a heavenly one. And we do know that God will create that land of glory, 
the new heavens and the earth, new earth, and all who remain faithful will inherit that land. So what can we do this week to continue in faithfulness? Well, first, give a right valuation to your future eternal inheritance. Read some scriptures that magnify the value of the future inheritance of the righteous in the land of promise, the new heavens and the new earth, such as Isaiah chapters 60, 65, and 66, and then Revelation 21 and 22. And you'll see that Revelation 21 and 22 mirror those three passages in Isaiah 60, 65, and 66. And as you read these scriptures, look also to God's faithfulness, which itself is the basis for our own faithfulness. We remain faithful because God himself is faithful. Second, participate in the fellowship of the church for the express purpose of being encouraged and giving encouragement to one another. Give every effort to connecting well as you have time on Sunday morning, as well as other opportunities throughout the week. Third, look for opportunities to encourage others on a regular basis through various mediums of communication. Perhaps if you receive newsletters from missionaries, respond with a call or email encouraging, encouraging them in the work. Perhaps run through your contact list on your phone or your email account and look for Christians whom you haven't contacted in a while and send a text or make a call. And then finally, as you do all these things, regularly pray for one another. Perhaps pick various people out to pray for on a particular day or put up a weekly prayer schedule or randomly find people that you haven't prayed for in a while in your various contact lists. In any case, we need to regularly pray for one another and pray specifically for God's encouragement uh, to come upon them. And In this way, may we encourage one another into faithfulness even as God is faithful. Grace and peace.